So fat, man. So sleazy. What are we doing anyway? Do we, do we just keep reviewing shows that are anywhere from terrible to decent to great? Well, I mean, we're not reviewing a New Japan show, so it's not a terrible show. Um, Does that make us journalists? Yes. Journalist? Does that make us journalists? I heard journalist. Well, I mean, I didn't fly 3,000 miles and out of the country to go to a show. I just decided to go to a show that's literally in my hometown. Well, I didn't get berated by Tony Khan for being a traitor. (laughs) Let's talk about both of that on the wrestling show. Gotcha. Welcome, everyone, to another wonderful episode of today's show. Fat Man can't swallow, so that's... That's, that's a, a fucking lie. No, that's a lie. You a lie. We'll ask Ryan Williams. Hi, y'all. And hey, I was talking about he swallows. Mm-hmm. No kid left behind this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course... The man that's trying to stay out of it all, Chip Willis, with us. For now. For It'll now. change. Uh, today, it's, uh, well, it's Elimination Chamber Day. Um, if you guys didn't quickly see last week, last Friday, we actually did a quick uh, live uh, preview, I guess you'd call it. Um, well, most of us did. I mainly stayed off because I had to do other things, but... Um, if you guys liked that and you enjoyed that type of content, please let us know. Um, we would be more than happy to do more of those. Uh, so let's get right into the show. How did you deal with the pre-show? I actually watched the pre-show for about five I years. didn't watch this a lot here. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you took my bit away. I was going to say anyone watched the pre-show. Okay, did anyone watch the pre-show? Yeah. Mm-mm. I was cooking. I was the only one to watch the pre-show. So the bit didn't even work. Sorry. Slizzy was the only one to watch the product. That is the first. Right? Yeah. That does not happen. That, that does, does not, not happen. happen. All right. Show opens with Elimination Chamber match for the number one contendership for the Raw Women's Championship. Some Asian versus Carmella. Liv Morgan, Natasha, Nikki Cross, and Rochelle Rodriguez match with 19 minutes and 30 seconds. John Canton, because Meltzer wasn't at this show, gave it three and a half stars. Sleazy, you're the women's wrestling enthusiast. It's 30 stars, a million if it was in Tokyo. Pretty much. Okay, so can we get the non-biased Oscar winning as the makes of the great? Okay, what what else about the match did you like of the twenty nine other stars? I'll be honest with you, 
I was not as like, aside from the obvious, it wasn't a bad chamber match, but it was three-star match. In my opinion, I think it, it had some moments where eh, I, I guess I was okay. Once Raquel left, it felt like, um, John Cena versus Chris Masters and Carlito. You kind of figure, oh, well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. You're comparing Asuka to Carlito? Dude. Fuck you. That, that's not cool. Stuck a goddamn apple. That's not cool. <laughs> no, it... it, uh, it, it I think you're like- just a biased fucking idiot for that comment, and I hope you step on a Lego, and I'll get that out of the way early. Because Carmella, as an established fucking name in the women's division. Wait, you're talking to me or sleep? Probably me. Okay. See, you just thought it was a foregone conclusion that Oscar was going to win only, that's only because of his Oscar bias. Carmella being the last person there was probably the most star-studded person in that match that wasn't Oscar. I disagree with that. 100%. Liv has better ranking, in my opinion, than no way, Carmella has oh. the long retired reign, the two money in the banks. Like, Mm-mm. not right now. Carmella reign, not at this point. I really, I one hundred percent believe that there, Raquel is on an uptick, even though she isn't quite established yet. Um, Liv had just came off of a title run. Natalia has always been one of those historic. People, workhorse style, you know, people. Uh, Nikki Cross is also, while starting over again, on an uptick. I think Carmella was the, the odd woman out here, honestly. And that all being said, Corey Graves' commentary, absolutely, 100% loved every second. 100%. It was the... Single biggest highlight of the match was his commentary, in my opinion. Not Oscar winning. Yes. It was at, I actually was more entertained by Corey Graves' commentary than Oscar winning because I thought it was a foregone conclusion before we even started this match. And nothing really like stood out in terms of huge spots or anything like that. It was just a decently put together, you know, chamber match. Okay, you're you're an underrated piece of shit. Um, underrated. Yeah, this is a three three quarter star match. Um, each three woman three quarters of a star makes you yep, underrated. Three, three, yep, <laughs> it is. He's still underrated. He is still underrated. Even if I rated it three and a quarter, he's still an underrated piece of shit. If I made it um, four, he'd be like, "Oh, you fucking mark you're well, I was expecting you to rate it four, to be honest, What's and I that? wouldn't have had a problem with it because I gave it three and three quarters. But since your Oscar bias showed, you, you, I think you personally underrated it because you didn't want to be like Meltzer. No, not at all. Uh, each woman had time to shine, and each woman had at least a spot or two to make a look like they probably could win, but we knew if they won it, and the right kid died. So I thought this was a really good chamber match that got put together. It wasn't like when the pandemic started. That chamber match that yeah, started that. That pandemic. was terrible. So, yeah. Uh, let's go to Ryan. 
Oh no, I can't. There's not much else I can add on that because it was a great little opener to that. And, I, and the right kid did die because Oscar is the biggest name, but I still go back to Carmella. Could have would have been a believable winner. Besides, honestly, Natalia and Nikki Cross, Carmelo, Liv Morgan, Asuka, or Raquel, in my opinion, all would have been fine winners. It, yeah, I'll, I'll succeed to those other two names after Asuka and Carmelo, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Got a little yeah. Gavin to Sleazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there a fucking Mark that's still on the show? He looks perplexed. Yeah, I'm wondering if I watched the same match y'all did. Oh, no, you better um, watch that YouTube man nonsense. Actually, uh, I'll say that for another time. Um, <laughs> I was not... I mean, yeah, the women that were meant to shine, shined. But it was very sloppy to me. Um, there were a lot of it just was like a lot of botches and the flow of the match wasn't very, it didn't flow for me. I gave it a okay botches, match for name seven. What? If there was a lot of botches, name seven of them. What? I could do it if we would did, did, did it right after the show because I would have just watched it. Today, Junior. I just, I don't know, I gave it two, two and a half stars. Wow. A match for a house show, you underrated piece a fucking shit. I hope you step on a fucking Lego. Oh, he's taking all you the stand shit. up to them. You stand up to them. You are. Hey, I am the man, the myth, the mark. Get it right, motherfucker. No, you're the land of a thousand marks. You're not a myth. Because you're, you're, you're <laughs> literally. Let him put himself over. You're not mythical at yes. all. He can put himself over with the proper name. We see him. If he can put himself over, he's not a fucking myth now, is he? Exactly. You're not a myth. You're a land of a thousand marks. You're from Minis- <laughs> you're from you're from Mini Marksa, eh? Oh my God! Here we go. Markistan, get it right, fucker. Turk Markistan. Learn the Just- gimmick. Learn the gimmick. Just to piss Ryan off. Brock Lesnar versus Black Lesnar. Four minutes of four. No, 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 no. I, I. Brock Lesnar versus Barack Lesnar. That's still racist. <laughs> My wife said that. Yes, Michelle. Yes. Doesn't mean it's not racist because it comes from Michelle. I'm just saying that it came from her. I That's hilarious. Fine. It was fucking hilarious. I almost spit out my drink. Brock Brock Lobster versus Barack Lesnar. <laughs> Four minutes, 45 seconds. Canton gave this two stars. I'll start. Um, I actually agree with Canton when his review was more of an angle than a match, which is fine. They got their shit in and they got out. Again, Lesnar just wants to get the fuck out of there because, you know, the private jet and everything's waiting for him. Um, I think Lesnar looking desperate with a low blow added the wrinkle to it. Not sure where they were going with it with the raw angle, though, with Omos. I That's weird. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not saying they're going to face each other, but you set up a clear rematch with, with Lashley, but then now he sets up a few. Oh my, I don't know. Um, but it was fine for what it was. 
Chip. Two stars. I agree. It was it was a quick cup of coffee. And my wife was like, wow, that really was a cool down match. I was like, I don't even know if we can call that a cool down match. It was a cool down angle. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. Oh, I, I, I well, I had to say a little too long. The whole Omos thing, it seems like they're gonna try and push Omos and Lesnar. It's not something I want to see. Unless it has it to where Lashley joins back with the Hurt Business and then incorporates it. Then you'd have Lashley and Lesnar at Mania with Lashley being Hurt Business. I don't know. That's just kind of where I think they're going with it. Ryan. So I I like more of the afterlay of this because you know me, I'm more story and angles and all of that's the shit that gets me going in wrestling. So like all of you that talked to me before have all forgotten the one key point about this in your discussion about it, all the aftermath and all my stuff is where does Wyatt fit in everywhere? That is also true. Right? Like, yeah, it's true. Well, either this, goes, either this goes as a fatal four way or you split off into two singles matches. And the better two singles matches to do would be Wyatt and Lashley, Lesnar and Omos. Yes. I agree. All right. Sleazy. Um, two and a half. I warm bowl of water. It's a normal Lash or Lesnar match. Um, I don't know if you're him throwing low blows like that, though. So, uh... it, it's, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. I will admit <laughs> that. Um, and I think Fat Man's right on by showing a little bit of desperation with Lesnar doing that because that's the first time he's really like Lesnar's always, you know, has been a heel, has been a face, but you haven't really seen him truly like heal it up desperate enough to do something like that. Like out yeah. get himself disqualified just to get away from something like that. That's that's not normal Lesnar. And that's actually a huge rub to Lashley in that respect. Mm-hmm. So, um, while Lesnar decided to go hamhawk and kill people on the way out, spoiler, not a good night for referees tonight. <laughs> um, but I think that they did a good job of getting the rub in while progressing the storyline. Um, I did not watch Raw, but I had heard something about them doing an angle with Omas and all that shit. I actually thought that they were going, what they were going to do at last minute, I was like, hmm, what's a good way of dealing with this with the Bray Wyatt thing? Is that you have like a mutual respect between him and Lashley and then have them, oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this, tag with each other against Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. You're wrong. No, not wrong. Possible, because they are doing another gimmick match. The rumor has been that Maine is going to be a gimmick match. We'll have the perfect spot to put him in to do it off anyways. You know what I mean? Like, in in that aspect. I don't... I'm not saying that would absolutely happen, but... You're talking about Brock Lesnar, the man who desperately needed to get out of the hurt lock so much that he caused himself to DQ himself and lose the match. 
how much of more of an equal can you be? You know what I mean? In, from Brock's perspective, he hasn't had to do that with Rock. He hasn't had to do that with Undertaker. He hasn't had to do that with anybody else he's ever faced. That's pretty impressive. He just kicks out of all their finishers. Yes, but that's that's different though. He, how many fucking times did he take a fucking spear in front of us? Nine billion. Right? But he still didn't feel like he had to get himself disqualified. So that, that's that's my my only opinion of it. And I think it's actually really great storytelling the way that actually worked. Am I a huge fan of the match? No, but that's where I'm at. Yo, Dogger, who'd you like tag team matches? Mixed tag team matches, and I do. As in Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, 13 minutes and 50 seconds. Kent gave us three and a quarter. Ryan. Yeah, I said Ryan. That's you. Okay, well, Chip, go ahead. <laughs> he just rolls away. <laughs> he should have um, known when I was going to him. It's a tag team match. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm really shocked that uh, Edge and Beth went over. I did not expect that in a million years to happen. Um, I'll give it three stars. Action, good storytelling, a little sloppy at times, but yeah, three stars. Lazy since Ryan's still being a dick. Working on a charger, shut up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, this match fucked me on the scorecard, which, spoiler, I'm pretty sure Ryan's going to talk about a little bit, but I did oh, not. Yes. I did not expect Edge and Beth to win here. I really didn't. I don't think Vegas expected them to win. <laughs> I, I don't know what the odds were, but I really didn't feel like they were going to win. Uh, the match was a nice little match. Once again, uh, one can give it. I gave it three stars. And you gave it three and a quarter. Okay, so in the ballpark. Um, I like the fact that it ended with a tag team maneuver. A tag team match well it okay fuck you first of all second of all how many times have edge and beth phoenix have teamed up and then the shatter machine three <laughs> a couple out that's that's kind of my point but is that it shows that they put so much thought in this match that they had their own tag finisher so i thought that was cool um just little bits like that if if anyone has any complaints about you know the storytelling on this show, they're fucking wrong. The, the match quality may be good or bad. That that could be debatable, but the storytelling of everything so far has been perfect. Okay. I'm there must be something wrong with me. I'm ready to go now. I fucking love this match. I don't know. I literally, Manuko, I don't know why, but I really love this match. I give it four stars. Do you know why you love this match? Like, it was just, like, 
it, not yeah. just his match, but his whole card on, like, to me, I, I feel. Uh, the crowd. Yes, the crowd was excellent. The crowd um, was really evident in this match, so this is when you, you first really, oh, shit, let's go. Yeah, um, it was a nice touch for the uh, Shattered Machine, um, but I think Rock Kids died. So... Unless this is the last time they ever tag uh, together. In that case, the right kids did die. Look, like like I said on the, the preview show, uh, the way to do that properly was Rhea Ripley wasn't taking a pinfall. And as long as that happened, it didn't really matter who won that match. That's true. And they did set up a further match on Raw between the two. So they, yeah. I guess it didn't really matter. But I still think Judgment Day should win over. But they keep losing. Rhea don't. Rhea's the only one that doesn't. But Rhea's also the Royal Rumble winner. Sure, she'll she'll lose at WrestleMania. That's fine. (laughs) That's where that's where she'll lose. It's a trend. They'll keep losing and then she'll lose at WrestleMania. The trend is women that are overshadowed by Ronda Rousey on promos after their spots tend to lose. All right, uh, Ryan, go ahead. I feel that and the worst is I read an article talking about Balor and they might not be doing bringing back the Demon version of Balor. So I'm kind of sad because I really wanted to see Brood Edge versus Demon Balor in Hell and Cell. I thought it would have been perfect. Right? I'm the only one in the world that does not want to see that. Why? Demon Balor... The last time we saw him was a goober. Like I, I don't, I don't want to see it, especially with him as a. If he was more, well, I guess he is an established heel, but I don't know. It's like he was. It, the demon Balor was built up more, I guess. Is that just a one-off out of nowhere? I, I, I don't know. I just don't think the Judgment Day storyline is the right place to put Demon Balor. That's just me. That's the perfect place to put it where it was supposed <laughs> to go. The supernatural aspect and the. The nonsense and the dark and the brooding would be perfect for Demon Balor. But Demon Balor is totally overshadowed by Thug Dom, 100%. So there's no way. Don't get over it. I'm trying to keep a straight face when I say that. Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship? Oh, my goodness. Austin Theory defends against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Kent gave the or Kent gave us 31 minutes of 30 seconds. 31 minutes of 30 seconds. Kent gave us four and a quarter. Sleazy. Wonderful. A wonderful match. Um, I gave it four and a half. Um, what was the mission? The finish. Um, I Hold on, don't. I feel like, and this is me being the normal nitpicker as usual. And you said, what wasn't missing? It was the finish. I feel like they spent too much time telegraphing the fact that somebody was coming in. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They spent forever, fall, ever getting him out of that goddamn cage. If that's a legitimate injury, that is something that would take time, which is what they were trying to sell. 
Well, just because we're in the know, and I bet you that's why they're doing that. Shouldn't take away from calling a five star match a five star match. No. Uh, So (laughs) I also believe that at the end of the day, you're trying to put over Austin Theory as the next big star. But once again, and and I'm going to say either you've, you've done it a really good job of this to the point where it's, it's too good or you're just making him look like a goober, but he didn't pin anyone in that match other than obviously Rollins after getting into so, the so, next night. He wins. He's a challenge. heel. He's and, a heel. It yeah. does not matter. Yes, it does. You it want does. him to eliminate all five men? No, I want him to actually have some sort of shine in the match. Absolutely not. No, it was it was perfect. One hundred disagree with that. You need to give him some sort of shot. It, okay, he be a former four time world champion. It don't matter. He did how he nothing did it. of the it don't sort. Matter. He it got don't matter. he got lucky because he stuck in for a pin. Yeah. By the way, he pinned Montez Ford also. Boom. Yeah, he, he pinned the last two guys in the Elimination Chamber. Uh-oh. No leg to stand on this one. No, and Lee, now he has two legs instead of one leg to stand on. That's all. That's a half a leg. <laughs> Sleazy, we'd have the same opinion, but then we'd both be wrong. Um, It's a five-star match. What Ryan said, what was this missing? This was an amazing match. Awesome spots. Like the Matez spot, the Poison Rana spot, um, the Hurricane off the top of the cage spot. How the fuck did he Poison Rana Jonah Reed? Or sorry, Bronson Reed. Sorry. Jonah Reed. How dare you call him by his Mark name? Yeah, he's back to his slave name now. He has a slave name again. You shut your whore mouth. I was just like, holy fuck, did he literally just do that? Um... I love how I'm defending the fact that it's only four and a half stars. Yes. Fucking A. Now you know how it feels, Dick. Four and a half stars because it was Logan By the Paul. way. What laws you want to tell us? That's the only reason you don't want to give this a five-star match because Logan Paul was somehow attached to it. But, and it also set up. Actually, that's a good point. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I, I it also furthered the-, the Logan Paul-Seth Rollins feud, which I honestly wasn't expecting. So that was a nice surprise. What? I wasn't expecting Logan Paul to be there. I thought they'd do it on Raw. No way. I was uh, expecting it the whole time. Mm-mm. It wasn't. So this was 100% a five-star match. Match of the year. Wow. You are saying. It's a match of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Is it the best Elimination Chamber match you've seen? I think this is the only Elimination Chamber match I was given, I've given five stars to. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it was fucking great. It was phenomenal. Match of the night, by the way, even though we're four out of five matches in. What are you drinking? Diet Pepsi. Okay, well, it's time. Check. Uh, my match tonight as well. 
I didn't give it five, but I did give it four and three quarters. What was he missing? I. There was no New Japan in it. That's what it was missing. Actually, technically, technically, there was. Jonah Reed, Jonah Reed was in there, remember? <laughs> if this was NJPW Elimination Chamber, you would have given this five stars. Dave Meltzer. Hopefully, it would have had Okada, Knight, Naito. Um, Osprey, Jay White, they wouldn't know how to work this match. I want to deviate for this for a second. Okay, who are the six that would do a new Japan elimination chamber? What six people would you put in? Well, well now I, I put in Osprey, Okada, Tanahashi, Naito. Uh, I don't know if I technically include Jay White now, because <laughs> technically he's no longer part of JPW. Uh, well, Tama, Tama Tonga. Tonga. You best say the correct sixth answer. So he wants Kyrie, by the way. No, <laughs> that's for the women. That's the uh, gangbang. I'd chain. say I'd say El Fantasma. Fuck you, wow. murder grandpa. No, I would have put Takagi in there. I, oh, Takagi would be good. Yeah, shit. Yeah, the I forgot about him. Okada, right? Hmm? So, say what? The one that just fought Okada. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Those oh god, those two are always so crazy good in the ring. But I, I just, I guess because I expected that um, Logan Paul and it dragged it on for a little too long for me. They did not. I agree with what Ryan. I think it was perfect. Did they telegraph someone coming in? Yes. Did it drag on too long? No. I disagree. But I think, no. I I'm the one the who. Match, I don't think the match dragged on too long. I think that spot dragged on too long. That's what I'm saying. I think they, I, I, I think, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I I think they telegraphed someone coming in, but I didn't think. And don't get me wrong, it was a great match. It just wasn't a five star to me. Well, you're wrong. Wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. Yep. WWE undisputed Universal Championship. Woman wings. Oh, time out. Are you all fuckers comparing me to Melzer? Go yep. fuck yeah. yourselves. Yep. <laughs> I literally called you out on it. I called you Dave Meltzer. Yeah, well, I was trying to ignore it until until Ryan said it wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. Go fuck yourself. WWE Hope you step on a fucking Lego. Canadian. Roman yeah. Reigns defends against Sami Zayn. 32 minutes and 20 seconds. Mount, or Canton gave this four and a half. All right, Sleazy. Oh, you want me to start this? Yeah, I want you to be wrong so I can bash you. First of all, fuck you. Okay. That's Second, good. That's... Uh, Got to start off with the, the classics here. First of all, fuck you, fat man. Second of all, um, so hot take. Oh, here we go. This is, I, I hate to bring, oh, it's a big fuck you to fat man anyway. This is Rock Hogan. The match itself was decent to good. 
But holy shit, that fucking crowd. The storyline telling in the match. The actual feeling. The emotion. Okay, one. Fuck you. you me Get the rock. fuck no, out no, of no, here. No, no, no. Get the you fuck. had me at Rock Hogan until you said the storyline telling. The no, in terms of this telling. match. In this I, I, match. Okay. So yeah, there's no storyline telling in Rock Hogan. No, that was all emotion. But the fact that you took a pretty run-of-the-mill match with a couple of interesting extra spots in it and turned it into this beautiful emotional match in is just an absolute 100% love letter to true storytelling. And I think that while I'm going to give it four and a half stars, but I feel also that it's unfair to even rate it in that respect because it was a, and this includes in the post-match too, you know, just this feeling of, oh my God, this surrealness. And even Ryan said this before, before in the, the pre-show, you know, fuck it, I believe. You know, and there is no way Jay Briscoe was winning that Ring of Honor World Championship. Okay, but damn it, I believed it was going to happen. Many times during the match, you're like, "Fuck it!" I called the trigger. I called the exact spot in our chat. I was like, "You listen to that crowd." And Zayn hits that halluva kick, and Rain kicks out at two point nine nine. Fucking. Amazing how good Reigns is when it comes two, to that stuff. Two points again because that it's it's mwah. I I couldn't. Oh, I went into this match thinking that there's no way they're going to really be able to blow this off in a, in a way that I'm going to like it without Sammy win. I think they did that. I think yeah. they actually pulled it off. And I, that was probably the biggest surprise of, for me of the entire night was how well the storyline was told or how well the story was told throughout the match and into the post-match. So there you go. I've said it since Rumble that WWE is amazing and making you believe one thing and something else happening and making people be okay with it. So I believe that they were able to do it. Um, you are not an overrated piece of shit, sir. Even though you did rate it higher than I did, I thought you were going to go a thousand stars. I give it four um, because I literally have my notes. This was Rock Hogan, <laughs> basic <laughs> bitch match. Um, few added spots. Crowd gave an emotion. Ending was yes. The spear to Jay was interesting. Kept that further going along. Um, I had a problem only showing up after the match, but at, as Raw, they, they made it worth it. They actually explained it, so I can wipe that out of my notes. Um, so I can't really bash about that. The ending of the match was kind of anticlimactic, I thought. It just seemed like it was just, you know, once they hit the clue, who get kicked out, Jimmy comes down. Jay Spear and then Roman wins. Is this like, oh, it was a Roman Reigns finish? So it was just like, oh, 
you know, it was kind of anticlimactic, but they still did the work. And like you said, it made people like you who didn't think they could pull it off, pull it off. So um, I guess mission accomplished in that. And now they got six weeks to build up WrestleMania for Sandy. Uh, Chip. It was the match was, I mean, there were many times where I thought it was happening. I'm over here on the edge of my seat. Dell's losing his shit over here in the corner. My wife's like, are they really going to do this? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it could. And that 2.99 holding, as Corey Graves described it, by the way, Corey Graves described uh, his announcing on this show is some of the best I've heard him do. It was just on point all night long. And kudos to him. But yeah, I just numerous times I thought it was going to happen. And then the storytelling is it's just glorious. It was like poetry. It was, it was like a ballet with the way it was performed and the way it was shown like an opera. There you go. Not ballet, an opera. Um, everything was told perfectly. I'll give it four and a half as well. Um, I wanted a little more because I really wanted this to be as good as the chamber match, <laughs> but it wasn't. Uh, but the storytelling was great, A. And that's what they've been doing the whole time with this bloodline and Sami Zayn, which I, I applaud. And I've applauded it from the beginning. Right. I think it's a rare time that two matches for me back to back. I think were perfect matches in five stars. Because that Elimination Chamber was the perfect Elimination Chamber. It was so good on every single but say, And this match, yeah, it might have been Rock Hogan. I think it was better than what Rock Hogan was in terms of the technical standpoint and in terms of the crowd. I It just, everything fucking clicked in every aspect of that match. And it was... I, like I said, I still just think about the promos and how the match flow and the crowd. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Like, when pro wrestling is good, it's fucking great. And that was fucking top notch, and you can't touch it. I honestly believe if you tell the right story in pro wrestling, it's better than any other form of entertainment. Yeah. Um, it it really. Well, I was texting in our chat. He got like there's seven minutes left to SmackDown. There's like four minutes left to SmackDown. They should let him talk for a second. He only needed 30 seconds to say what he needed to say, but it was just electric. And you could feel that. It's hard to feel that through a TV a lot. When you could feel that through the TV too, you can just imagine what the building's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Overall thoughts of the show is fucking great. Um, Great. I have one, two. I have four out of the five matches, three and a quarters or, or above. And the other one did his purpose by advancing the story. So, fucking awesome pay per view or PLV, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Show. <laughs> Is it like. Yeah, it was an awesome show. Yeah. It was a show. It happened. It happened. Yo, yeah. It was the I, greatest show that ever happened on that day. In that country. 
Oh, look at this mark. Look at this mark. You hear him, Ryan? Oh, I heard him, so I'm going to change my, my, my statement. That was the greatest show that happened on that day on this continent. Oh, keep it up, asshole. I'm surprised nobody fucking paid tribute to Montreal all over again. Uh, no, in, in all, honestly, this is show of the year, in my opinion, to this point. Grand, right now. Grand, there, there has been many, but this is without question head and shoulders above anything else that's out there right now up to this point. So I'm, I'm excited to see where all this all goes. Um, yeah, man. Chip. Uh, it, it wasn't fucking great to me, but it was great. It was, it was a really well done PLE. Uh, stories were told. Um, results happened that went with storylines, except for the Edge and Beth Phoenix one that's still confusing to me. But like I said, if that's the last time they ever wrestled together, then it's a payoff. But everything else is great. I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I wanted to, at the first one, I, when I watched the two back to back, I'm like, holy shit, heater with a heater. I'm impressed, and I wasn't exhausted by the end of it. I was, I was fully invested the whole time, and I wanted to give it back to back, four and three quarters to five stars, and I just couldn't. But it's still, it was, it was great. I enjoyed every minute of it, um, minus the beginning of the women's match. It was still a little sloppy to me, but other than that, great show. Oh. <clears throat> It was the highest grossing, most watched Elimination Chamber company history. Viewership was up 54% over the record that was last year. It was the highest grossing gate of any WWE event in Montreal, which means the highest grossing Elimination Chamber. Um, It broke the all-time merchandise record and generated the highest grossing uh, Priority Pass fan experience package for a non-Big Five this is from WWE, so I guess they're counting money in the bank as a big five. Premium live event. Uh, Elimination Chamber sponsorship was up nearly 300% from last year. Mm-hmm. But we also got to remember, last year was also in Saudi. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, shit, it was. Um, before we go, I only got a tiny bit of news and rumors. I wasn't going to go back two weeks because I'm lazy. Um, but do you want to talk about that match, Sleazy? Yeah, let, let's uh, uh, talk about it on the other side. We're going to talk about a particularly historic match that happened some random town that only drew like 2,400. It's fine. We'll talk about that after this. All right, folks, we're back. Um Ryan decided to run. We got to evil all of a sudden. <laughs> I wish the cat had to be down there, man. Right. I was just hoping. I was just hoping you'd just pick a cat out of nowhere. Uh, With now, no hair. Now, we're going to talk about the entirety of Battle of the Valley next week, I want to say. We're doing that uh, next week. Sure. 
I, I can't remember if we were actually going to do yeah, that or the impact show. I, let's do battle. Let's do the for the mark's sake. Let's do battle at the valley, and then the week after that, we'll do wait. We can't because I think that's revolution. <laughs> but we'll do New Japan and Impact together. That should be a quick show. Yeah, exactly. Because only two of the marks will watch the New Japan show, and only two of the marks are going to watch the Impact show. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm watching the Impact one too. Oh, I might watch New Japan. I don't know. I'm going to just come on the show for the New Japan segment and just say racist shit the whole time. What else is new? So, yeah, I was going to say that's a. That's a normal spot. Okay. Um, so uh, the point is that we are going to talk a little bit about the the obvious match that I want to talk about, which is Monet versus Kyrie. Um, oh, my God. It pissed me off so much. Told you it was going to happen. No, no, no. No, no. no. Not in the way you think. It was so damn good. <laughs> it was so damn good. It really Fuck was. me. You know, and how can I fucking fault the fact that they're going to put it on Mercedes at that point? She's done nothing since she left WWE and she pulls out this four and a half plus star banger out of nowhere. What are you drinking? Did you watch the fucking match? Sure did. Obviously not. That was not a four-and-a-half This is your fucking girl, too. He's a four-and-a-half-star plus match, which means it was higher than four-and-a-half stars. I believe it was more than that, but four-and-a-half stars pretty decent. This is the second time I'm saying this. I share your same opinion, but then we both be wrong. Fuck you. Point being is she just pulled out a 25 minute match and brought that well fine fuck maybe she's worth uh keeping around a little bit with the title fuck nice to know that she's facing azm oh yes <laughs> that's going to be an amazing next step we'll see how she uh works with somebody who hasn't been in wwe so but i I'm interested to hear anybody's opinions on this, uh, including Fat Man, despite how wrong he is. This was a three and a half star match. Oh, I don't know what the, fuck about. the first, the first part of the match was just uh, it was a fifteen minute squash. Mercedes just beating the shit out of her for the first fifteen minutes, and I'm just like, is this the match? Is this why Sleazy's irritated because he sent me the message saying it's it's infuriating? I'm like, well, now I know why. Because it's just a squash match. And then it picked up in the last 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes were actually really good. But I'm all like, and then you're like, it was an epic. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go that far. Call me an epic. It was a really good match that is not here. Four and a half stars because Sleazy's an overrated piece of shit. And that's me loving Sasha. Sasha doesn't exist anymore. And wrong kid died. No. I know Ryan doesn't agree, but I, I still no, no. What a perfect person put that belt. Like if they had to have her for the tournament, they should have put the belt on her. 
Like Jericho with the AEW title. Like that's what right. that is to that now. Oh. There's a perfect name to have attached to that belt. I still think Kyrie should have won. They literally signed her to have the belt. Yep. Yeah. No, we, we all knew that. We all knew it was going to happen. It pissed me off as soon as I saw her fucking face. And by the way, also, she was wearing a part wig, so the whole time Kyrie's pulling her hair, Sasha was going like this. So that was also annoying. <laughs> I think that um, I can forgive it because of the the significance of it. Because you're a Kyrie Mark that wants to bone her. No, and I'm a- no, 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 no. I had a Kimura. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, That's but- right. Yep. So I, I'll give that a pass. If you're going to do something that's that special, shit's going to happen. So I, I get it. I understand it. I let it go. Kip, you watched the match, right? Yeah, of course I did. You watched the entire uh, show already, right? I'm on the last match, but I've seen everything else, and it's been it's been a really good show. Um, but that finishing move was ridiculous. Holy shit. It's something nice when it gets it right. I'm just going to say, you botched it at Wrestle Kingdom, so... Yeah. But she, she made it look really good this time. Um, The spot on the floor was definitely gnarly as shit. Uh, I thought it was a really good show. I mean, a really good match. Um, Four and a quarter. I don't care if I'm going to rate a piece of shit. I don't care. Sure. The storytelling... And it was great. Come on over, Chip. You <laughs> need a hug. We'll 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 a story a meanie that is fat man together. You just say New Japan and storytelling in the same context. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, and you had two former WWE wrestlers in this match. So, so yes, it doesn't mean the storytelling was great. I said the first fifteen minutes with Sasha being the shit out of her. Exactly, and Kyrie came back to make the story Kyrie got even. Four fucking moves of offense in the whole match. Who came? What the fuck? The storytelling was great. Fuck you asshole. Fucking fuck Mark. You. Fucking Mark. Speaking of marks, this Mark is suing WWE. Because he sat too close to the stage and he lost his hearing in his left ear from Byron. So? Not this mark. I listen to heavy metal. I'm good. Well, I also listen to heavy metal. I'm also deaf in my left ear, but it's not because it's a big pyro. Did you not sue what would it be? Cradle Filth? Cradle uh... <laughs> Filth is disgusting. I, I, can't, I can't think of a good a good terrible metal man. Oh my god, what's the name of that band you got me hooked on? Shit. Lamb of God. No, that's mine. It's begins with an S. So it work. Yeah, so it work. There it is. There you go. As Sleazy listens to the same. But he can tell the difference between seven different people with that thing. It's the same fucking shit. anyway, um he's literally suing for one million dollars because he sat next to the stage. When the performance began, pyrotechnics went off. The blast of the pilots were so loud that the plane lost all of his hearing in his left ear. Even though it says on the ticket, you waive all your rights to. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing about that. Not just because it says that doesn't mean you actually do. Um, do the, will he have a case? 
Probably. Will WWE settle it? Probably. Um, this isn't WCW. They ain't settling shit. He oh, does not have surprised. a You'd be surprised. It doesn't matter. Because here's the reality of it. It's cheaper to settle than to run the lawyers out and do it. Because A, you don't want a court of law to decide against you in any circumstance. And it doesn't matter how... They're not going to settle. You know why they're not going to settle? Because people are going to fucking say now start claiming that they lost their hearing due to them, and now they're going to have to settle a shit ton of these fucking things. Here's this the, is a thing they will take this to court. They will take it to court, and then they will settle. I actually do this. They won't take this to court because the judge is going to throw it out. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think on so. what grounds? On what grounds? It says on the ticket. It doesn't matter if it says it on the ticket. It doesn't. I, you waive your rights to this, this, this. It doesn't matter if it says on the ticket. So what, what do you mean? Here's the Once thing. you purchase that ticket, you, you waive all those rights. If I, if I give you a ticket that you've purchased for me that says, legally, I have the right to kill you. No, that's not what it says. Yeah, well, that's my point is that you can't just waive all your rights by buying something. That's my point. So there is going to be a certain subset of rights that you still have that WWE thinks you don't have. And that's where the lawsuit has some sort of merit. Would it get to the point where it gets thrown out? Maybe. But I'm not saying that WWE won't settle it because they don't want to take a chance of a court of law looking at it and deciding that they're rights have been infringed. The reason why WWE is going to take this to court is because if everyone, if say they settle this and say Mm -hmm. like when you and I sat in raw, even though we weren't next to the stage or near the stage, that pyro was damn hot. Yes. Oh, and it was loud too. Yep. Even, even though we weren't next, right next to the stage Mm -hmm. say, Oh my, I'm deaf in my left ear. (gasps) Say, Oh, WWE, you know, I'm deaf in my left ear. People like say me are going to come out and be like, I want a settlement. They're not going to settle every suit. That's why I think not, this particular they, one is going to be, they'll fight the first one. They won't. They, they'll settle it just so they don't have a precedent. Because the precedent it, is now they settle. No, yeah. no, 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 no. If you have a court of law say, no, that guy was correct. He did lose his hearing because of your bad behavior with the pyro. You are fucked. You will lose every case after that. And you'll be on the hook for a lot of money for many years. If you sell it right now, there's no precedent. That's the thing. And especially if you settle it in such a way where you don't admit wrongdoing and then you don't disclose how much money they got then it kind of goes away, and then you play the PR game. The dog disagrees with you. <laughs> I, of course they do. And does the dog have a law degree? No. Does the dog know English? No. <laughs> it's a nutsy dog. Well, I know either one of those? No, either, but still. The ticket says it, bitch! It doesn't matter if the ticket says it or not. That's, that's the reality of it. And just like it says... Caution hot on the McDonald's cup does not mean that you throw all your rights away when it's 215 degrees. And it well, in your well, here's the thing. It says caution hot, but then you can't sue McDonald's for it being fucking hot. If you say pyro's loud, 
sitting next to these, and then you sue because the pyro's loud. Glad to see Batman's got his yelling voice back. Right? <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> Fucking dead. You were he's completely wrong. He's one. He's one hundred percent wrong. I'm not though. You are absolutely wrong. This is the same person that will sit there and go, "Well, it's in the contract, so I guess that it, that means it's golden." If they oh, said pyro loud, <laughs> they put obstructive view on there. Say they put obstructive view on our tickets. We have an obstructive view, and then we sue them for having an obstructive view. No, that's that's actually different because there's a no, it's not because it's on yes, the it fucking is. ticket. No, you're not signing away your rights. I'm not you're signing away your rights of, of an actual physical issue happening to you. If a fucking kendo stick flings off and hits you in the head and stabs you in the eye and you lose an eye, guess who's liable? It does yeah, but if you're it's sitting on next the screen, to Pyro, like it does on every single WWE out. or indie, indie fucking show, it says, well, we're not liable if something happens, if something flies in the crowd, we're not liable, blah, 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 blah. No, that's bullshit. That's two different things. You're saying something flies in the crowd as opposed to somebody buying a ticket knowing that the pyro is going to be loud there. It's like saying that something possibly could happen to you. Something could. I could have a heart attack and die. Something could possibly Yeah, but that's not something me. that WWE could prevent. Here, okay. Anywhere I go, I understand that's, I'm making your point for you. But when you buy a ticket, on the back of the ticket in fine print, some of those tickets do say in specific seats could be hot or loud. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're absolutely right. That doesn't mean you're signing away your rights. I'm not saying you're signing away your rights. You are. I'm saying, but that's I'm saying the you, ticket says it. You're saying you you're are suing it because you are. You're suing because the pyro was locked, even though on the ticket says the pyro is locked. I'm saying that the expectation of safety was at a a level that is beyond what you can sign away. And I get that, but what I'm and I understand that part. But that's I'm not saying it's that, okay. When I say the fact that we're having this argument, right. the fact that we're having this argument though, is enough of a merit to continue with the case. I mean, you're having the argument because you're wrong, and I'm right, and you just want to make good radio. That's why we're having this argument. You're full of shit for what? By the way, and I'm it's not, TV because we're on two TV shits today. Oh, here we go. Because I had Subway, so that cleared me right the fuck out. Two lucky bastard. Let's move on because I'm right as always. You're wrong as always. Jerry Jerry died. Oh, bring us fucking down, you little shit. Um, yeah, Jerry Jarrett, fucking mastermind of the uh-huh. uh, Mr. Chicken Salad, um, if you will. Uh, what 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 can we say about Jerry? You know, I mean. The fucking legend of the business. Look at the stars that's been through Memphis. Taker, Austin, Rock. Obviously, you had Jerry Lawler there. You had Bill Dundee. Uh, Andy Kaufman went through Memphis. Um, he also spent time in 
WWE and WCW. He created with his son, TNA, which is still going on right now. Lasted longer than WCW and ECW. Oh, shit, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. No, so, say it right. What? Because we have this fight all the time. It lasted longer than the name of the Fed being WCW is right. You got to say. Fair, yeah. Right. The point. The point still stands is that the product, that name, World Championship Wrestling, lasted less long than DNA slash Impact Wrestling, and it did last longer than the entirety of Eastern Championship Wrestling. Yeah, well, Impact as a whole, since its inception, has been around for twenty-one years. It'll be twenty-one years this year in June. Yeah. Um, you can honestly make an argument of saying that Memphis was the last technical territory. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fair assessment. You know, they were working for WWE because, you know, that was kind of like I a mean, development brand a little bit. Walt was working for WWE for a while. Uh, OVW has been for years and years. Yeah, it, well, it, what's that? Not anymore. Not anymore, obviously, but you know, FCW, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, just because there's handshake deals doesn't necessarily mean they have their autonomy. They didn't have their autonomy, like NWA territories and shit. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, so the impact of Jerry Jerry, as much as we make fun of him for, is massive. Um, Vince has a number in mind for what he wants for WWE. I said I was going to start with a six, but that, that market cap way high <laughs> because of the stock. Uh, Vince wants $9 billion for WWE. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not. And Endeavor is still like a strong possibility, but there, I looked at the market cap, and market cap's like ten and a half billion. That's a lot of investment to put into one company. Um, if you're a media production giant or media distributor giant, like Disney, ABC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Endeavor. Endeavor. Oh, their okay. market cap is ten point yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, it Vince is. wants nine. Everyone's like, Endeavor's a big. I'm like, I don't. If Vince wants nine, Endeavor's out. Yeah, Endeavor's out. They're not spending nine tenths of their market cap on one company. No, I wouldn't do that. That that would be like like we said before. It's either going to be a media company or this is going private. Yeah, and at this point, if he's going to want nine billion, he's going private. I I can't see right now. Right at this moment, I don't see any of the big media moguls taking that. Yeah. I honestly really don't either. I think um, a year ago we would be having a different conversation, but not now. Good. Fine, let's talk about an Asian. Kota Bushi apparently has told somebody through a source if WB allows him to train and create the ne- and create the next generation of wrestlers at the performance center, among having some high profile matches, he would certainly work for WWE. And I went, no shit. He said the same thing about AEW. 
if he can, if AEW can let him have open up his own training center, have the matches he wants, and duh, I mean, duh. He'd be smart to stick with AEW because I don't. Here, here's the thing, and here's the example I'm going to give: flatbacks. Technically. Nobody that trains at Flatbacks is a WWE star. You got one AEW guy and one that doesn't really do much of anything else other than Pokemon cards now. Uh, But (laughs) the the reality is that they're still putting out quality guys to get them into developmental for WWE and AEW. So Coda could just open school and that's all he needs to do. I mean, don't contact him for one-offs, both sides. I mean, fucking Liger made it to WWE for a match. Well, so did Tony Gekota Bushi. Classic, yeah. Yeah. Like was going to win and had he have signed. Yep. Okay. I'm saving the best for last. Ariel Hameen, or not Hameen, Hawani. Wow. Bin Hameen? Bin Hameen, yep. Ariel Hawani. This show's biggest stooge. And Tony Khan. This is fucking hilarious. So, I'm not going to say what Ariel's comment was on his podcast, because it was pages long. But I, I will kind of recap it. What Tony Khan tweeted Friday night during SmackDown. You're a fraud. This is at Ariel Hawani. You're legit. You're as legitimate as reporter as Tony Schiavone. Hashtag AW Rampage. Okay, so two things I want to say. To his own, to his own reporter under the bus. No, um, number one, you forgot to finish that statement with us. <sighs> I actually do have a stuffy nose. I do got to blow my nose. But oh, well, in that case, thought I did for you. on accident. But oh, wait, 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 hold on, I'm not done yet. Because you, well, got- I, I do want to say something that you haven't brought up yet. The reason why Tony Khan shot at Ariel was because he showed up on SmackDown. I in, said, okay, yes, okay, in sorry, Montreal. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was at SmackDown, Montreal, not where Meltzer is from, right now. Hawani responded, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chant. Also, don't listen to Snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. <laughs> Snowman. That's awesome. Um, Khan responded, good luck with your unbiased journalism. Okay. One, Chip mentioned it. You're throwing Tony Shivani under the bus for question mark? Been better off saying Jay Moras at that point. Um, Tony Shimani is one of your announcers, and also your head of talent relations. Are you fucking stupid? Hi. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's calling Hawani a fraud because. Tony Khan was on Hawani's podcast and Hawani was asking him about the all-out brawl and Tony Khan 
you don't want to talk about it, which for legal reasons is 100% fine. But he could have said it a thousand different ways. But of course, Tony Khan was the Tony Khan route and was a dick. Even though Hawani in his own right was an asshole too. So um, the snowman thing, it's, I've said it on here before, you know, Tony Khan does coke. Everyone, and then of course, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly does coke. Um, Hawani, he does it more than we think. Uh, of course, Conrad Thompson, who's been backstage at like three AW shows, is like, Oh, Tony's just really hyper on coffee. Way to keep that. That K Fabe is alive, okay, man. I was gonna say, Way to keep that resource open for you. Good job. Um, <laughs> my dear. Um, Kawani did mention on his podcast, he did say, It's like he he didn't one, you're tweeting that you are watching SmackDown. <laughs> so cool. I mean, I don't really have a problem with the competition. One. I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. So I, the head oh, comment thing, yeah, that was that comment, thing. that comment's stupid. Um, he's like, well, you know, you watch SmackDown, so why do you watch your competition? That's stupid. You want to know what your competition is doing. I would 100% do the same thing. Two, Especially when you're following them. Yeah. Two, he definitely did say, what does Tony Giovanni have to do with this? You literally just threw him out of the bus. And he goes, I feel so bad for Tony because Tony Giovanni, because he has nothing to do with this. Like none. And Ryan just pissed. I was like, is he in the bathroom? Yeah. Um, well done. And then he just I, this is a this is an OnlyFans exclusive, by the way. I know, you want to be, I don't know. We're gonna play the honest game. I'm actually washing the change off because it's pancake day that was in the kids' pancakes, so I'm just trying to clean them up. I just turn the sink out to wash the change off the pancakes. Wait, but yeah, you, pancakes got to change. Wait, 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 wait. You 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 use piss to clean pancake? I do, yeah. Don't okay. don't go down that road, sir. Um also, calling him. Tony Khan calling him an unbiased journalist is asinine to me because don't oh, the young folks have a finishing move called what again now? The uh, Meltzer driver? PE trigger? <laughs> the Meltzer driver? And you give Meltzer, you pay Meltzer to give you favorable reviews? Calling him unbiased, calling Hawani unbiased when you pay Meltzer to overrate your fucking matches. Wow, dude. Okay, so I, fuck I, off the alleged coke, bro. Here's my question, and this this is actually um, directed at Chip and Ryan because they would have more information about this than me. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Well, it's in regards to MMA. Oh, okay. So okay. apparently he was, Ariel was part of UFC. UFC for a while. And there was a, a, a separate bash that came out of all this. From, of all people, Jonathan Coachman. Because if you want to hear relevancy, I listen to Jonathan Coachman. Uh, but. Oh, he did. I'm oh, sorry. Hawani didn't mention. He's like. 
I've never met Coachman. I don't know why he's calling me an asshole. I've never met him in my life. But why is he? Why is he even coming into this? Exactly. Like he's, just, he's like, what? He's like, I don't know him. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he alleged that um, when ESPN hired him, he only lasted one contract round because he wasn't allowed in the UFC locker room for some reason. There was that whole bit. Um, oh, what I read was he wasn't around in the arenas. Yeah, or some, was, some shit. Which, like, was stu- which is 100% bullshit. I don't, I don't even know if it's bullshit or not, but the, the thing is to, to just openly say that out of nowhere is just... Why? Who wasn't allowed in the arenas? A coachman or... Ariel. He has done so many I interviews know. in I don't arenas. Even yeah, but no, see, why I went down with that about not being allowed in arenas and stuff? Because he did a couple of podcasts sprouting off about UFC and fighters' pays and stuff like that. Dana White don't want him to fuck around, but there's certain aspects that he can still. Dana White don't want him at the events. Fuck him. He'll see them after. He'll see them in different other places to be able to do that. He has a contract with beat like the police. Places he has as an employer, he still gets to talk to all these UFC fighters all the time. Anyways, it's just at the events, Dana don't want him around because Dana thinks he's a fucking idiot. Okay. Thanks for calling that. I didn't didn't know that. That's why I wanted to ask you guys about it because I I hadn't heard anything about this. So he's not allowed in the lock. He's allowed in the arenas, but not the locker room. Even that, I think Dana don't even want him around that way. Like I said, he mounted off about fighters' pay and stuff. Halani did, and that's a no-no to Dana because Dana's a slave driver, right? Yeah, well. So Halani was doing his job, and Dana like got pissed. Yeah, pretty much. And the now, Tony Khan of you of UFC. Well, hey, yeah, Tony Khan and Dana White, good buddies. Well, where do you think Tony Khan gets his coke, bro? <laughs> Allegedly. Get <laughs> this coke. No, I just think the whole Tony Khan is a child with a lot of money, with a lot of daddy's money, but still a lot of yeah, he's still got a lot of money from dad. Still hasn't turned a profit, and he's fucking sitting here like he's the end all be all fucking professional wrestling. Was oh, I'm biased. Why even go there? Because you were on his Because the spotlight once. hasn't been on him and recently he needed to bring the spotlight on him. You know what? Somehow. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, he has a major announcement tomorrow night, apparently, which is probably going to be an ROH TV show, is what I would think it's going to be. Like, I, that's what I would say. Hawani's banned from ringside. That's the only thing. <laughs> just, I would have laughed so hard. Hawani's out. Uh, uh, yeah. Ariel Hawani is no longer oh, allowed to do see AEW shows. Did you also hear of uh, what Michael Cole said on commentary at Elimination Chamber? Which one? But Hawani. He asked the hard-hitting oh, yeah, the, one, the hard-hitting questions whether you want to answer them or not. Yeah. He, no, he said the unbiased journalist yeah. who asked the hard-hitting questions whether you want to answer them or not. Michael Cole is so good. I love the Triple so H line. And he, I know, also I gave, he also said something on Raw, which I missed. I gave I but, gave him so much shit for years, but he's just so good. Well, the reason why he, he was so shit was he had Vince's yelling at him in his ear all the time. That's true. Hey, I got to blow my nose for a second, guys. Hold on. 
Well, Jesus Christ. Well, while he's doing chop that, it up next time and use a credit card, it works a lot easier. Ryan, put yourself over. Don't find us on the old Reddit, you know, because we're all about the Reddit here these days. It's the wrestling show. Don't tell me your asinine things, and I'll tell the boys, and then they can tell you how much you are on the air. Uh, also, the push shit. Oh, over wait, we can we do that? Can we do that? <laughs> Shout out to how how stupid you are. D, you can pay somehow, us. You pay D us. We can somehow managed to win the elimination chamber and battle in the valley scorecards this weekend. He managed to take both shows. I'll get into more detail on that next week when we got more time because I don't really want to put deets over this week. Chip, but you want to put deets over any week? Uh, oh, damn. Laughing and he turns himself off. <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, you can catch me and Fat Man tomorrow on the Best Darn Sports Show period 2, 9 p.m. Uh, I'm, I, it was a busy weekend in sports. I was actually able to have a weekend off and enjoy sports for a change, including wrestling. And it was a fucking great weekend for that stuff. So tune in tomorrow. So we'll, replay and highlight everything that went on this weekend. You can find me on the Twitter, TWS underscore Mark with four A's. I'm at TWS Sleazy. TWS Fat Man. We are Sleazy Fat Man on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Please go on over there and give us a like. Videos you can find at twitch.tv slash Sleazy Fat Man, youtube.tv or youtube.com slash Sleazy Fat Man. And premium videos on OnlyFans.com slash The Wrestling Show. Our special uh, live stream was actually posted on our YouTube. So we are starting to put some extra content out there. Check it out. Make sure you subscribe to that. Make sure you like all of our content. Um, it really does help us out. It really does. Just one like, one subscribe. It always helps out. Uh, you can find all sorts of content at TheWrestlingShow.com, including articles, merchant, and a bunch of other cool stuff. You can get this podcast every Saturday morning at 8 a.m., wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, all that cool stuff. Make sure you rate us on your favorite platform and make sure that um, your downloads or your automatic downloads are turned on. Also, once again, that helps us out. We're trying to grow the show here. We're trying to always, you know, put our best foot forward when it comes to that. So with uh, fuck you to Ryan because he left, uh, with thanks to Chip, and as always, for Sleepy. The famine. This is the wrestling show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. Fuck Dave Meltzer because we hadn't said that yet. Oh, and we also didn't mention the Meltzer thing. Um. Fuck Tony Khan. A hot dog's not a sandwich. A sub is not a sandwich because I had a sub today, so it's definitely not a sandwich. And um, guys, Coke is bad. Do Pepsi instead. I'm a clip